Dear Heavenly Father, please give me a revelation of the power of the gospel today. You have said that whoever calls on you, the only true God, who sent Jesus Christ, our Lord, shall be saved. Anoint me with the Holy Spirit. Lead me into an encounter with you that forever changes me and deepens my love for you. Give me an understanding of the hope I have in you and the depth of your power at work in my life. You are the God of hope. Fill me with all joy and peace in believing that I may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit as I prepare my heart to receive your word now. From this day forward, may your grace be the foundation of my life, of my daily relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Lord was speaking to me about judgment and how he has taken all judgment on himself. And because we don't realize that, we walk around condemned. We walk around like God is out to get us. Like he's sitting in his throne with thunderbolts in his hand, waiting to strike us down. We dare not walk under the coconut tree because coconut might fall on our head. In that case, wear a helmet to the shower because the shower head might fall on your head. We need to really understand what Jesus did on the cross for us. Without that, we will live our life full of condemnation. And because people don't understand this freedom we have in Christ, I'm talking about other denominations, even pastors, they will preach condemnation. And maybe we have received that and taken that in. And because of that, a lot of things go wrong in our life and we blame ourselves or we think we are not right with God. If we think that there's a perfection we can attain before we can get salvation, then we are wrong. Yes, he perfects that which concerns us after salvation. And yes, after marriage, I'm wearing this ring, yes? Before marriage, I'm not going to wear a marriage ring, am I? Do you understand, yeah? I might wear different rings, but not a marriage ring. Do you understand? And that, we must understand, when we are in Christ, there is no condemnation. While we were sinners, he died for us. Doesn't mean we don't have sin. If we have sin, we confess our sin. Yes? We need to really understand this. And even the Bible is misunderstood by some people. And so much so that people say that the Bible is wrong. So... I want you to get a clear understanding and on top of that, if there are doubts, ask me. That is why the Lord has put you in a church. Do you understand? To clear up your doubts concerning Him. I'm not saying I know all the answers, but what I don't know, I'll see with the Lord and get the answers to you. Because the Lord will minister to you. 
to us yes i have to get used to him wearing glasses <laughs> <laughs> so hallelujah so i'm going to read from a, from the message bible and it'll be up on on the, on the screen for you to follow along ephesians 13 how blessed is god and what a blessing he is he is the father of our master jesus christ and takes us to the high places of blessings in him long before he laid down earth's foundations he had us in mind and had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love long long ago he decided to adopt us into his family through jesus christ what a pleasure he took in planning this he wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son celebration that word is translated correctly we are to live our life as a celebration not as a funeral mourning do you understand and i continue because of the sacrifice of the messiah his blood poured out on the altar of the cross we are a free people free of penalties and punishments chalked up by our misdeeds yes this is what your bible says yes and not just barely free either abundantly free he thought of everything provided for everything we could possibly need letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making he set it all out before us in christ a long range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him everything in the deepest heavens heaven everything on planet earth in other words all judgment all sin all things that separate us from god the father christ bore for us and he became sin for us that we might be what the righteousness of god there was a substitution taking place he gave us his righteousness what do we give him our sin our fallen nature and when we have that exchange we are a new creation and once that exchange is made why do you walk around like you are in sin it doesn't make sense it's as if you're nullifying the work on the cross or jesus didn't do enough on the cross you have to do it again it's like having a sacrifice again jesus said on the cross what i'm finished or it is finished it is finished everything is there and done for and if you read the new testament once in a while god has given you all blessings yes now why isn't that manifesting in our body our spirit man is born again now from the spirit the blessing of the lord flows to our body but there is a soul in between and the soul acts as a valve and sometimes it'll take some time for what is there in the soul to manifest in the body but when you pray what happens in the spirit your prayer is answered but it takes time for the manifestation even in the old testament if you go to the book of daniel i don't want you to turn there i want you to understand this concept 
the first time Daniel prayed, I believe it's in Daniel chapter 9, it took the angel three minutes almost to get to him. Because God said, okay, Daniel is praying. Gabriel, you go down and give him the answer. The second time he prayed, that is in Daniel chapter 10, it took 21 days, three weeks, for the angel to get to Daniel. Why did that happen? We find that there was a resistance. I'm not going to go into that. But there is a time involved. Just because these things don't manifest or you don't see anything, for we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. Just because we don't see doesn't mean God is not working or your prayer is not answered. Is that clear? But here, I'm talking about the judgment of God. All judgment is taken by the Lord. We are not sinners in the hands of an angry God. Because God is not angry anymore. Because all of His anger is taken care of by Jesus Christ. You may understand the words I'm speaking, but is it really there in your spirit, in your soul? And not in your spirit. Your spirit is born again, but your soul, yeah? You might shake your head, but is it really, are you bearing fruit of that? Today, the Lord will set you free because the truth you know will set you free. Amen? Amen. So don't condemn yourself. This is not a message of condemnation. This is a message of liberty, of freedom. Yes, you go to 2 Corinthians 5.21. I spoke about this earlier. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Yes, there's a lot of he's and him's in this scripture. So, look at me. For God made Christ who knew no sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Can we get any more righteous? Will fasting make us more righteous? Will standing on your head and saying Amana, Amana, Amana 25 million times make you more righteous? No. You're already the righteousness of God. But fasting will make you more sensitive in your spirit. That is inward, not outward. You're not going to twist the arm of God and make him think something or the or you're not going to show how sorry you are to God. God has been there and done that. Do you understand? A person, my pastor told me this, he had actually done something wrong with his car. He took a wrong U-turn, almost hit somebody else. And the other person was an Arab. So he said, sorry. The Arab said, sorry, no sorry. (laughs) Means what? Sorry, you can't say sorry. (laughs) Said sorry, no sorry. So... I'm trying to make you understand that you don't need to be sorry about everything. If there is sin, what? You confess. For Jesus has become the righteousness, or you have become the righteousness of Jesus. When the Father looks at you, he sees Jesus, the right, that righteousness. Walk like that. Before I started on the book of Ephesians being our battle manual, I told him that we are nothing without Christ, yes? In him we live and move. In Jesus we have redemption because of Jesus. But you are sealed with the Holy Spirit, yes? But because of Jesus, yes? In him we have an inheritance. In him we were sealed. In Him, 
we are built together that is important built together as living stones yes in him we have boldness see this boldness is not human boldness it's what the holy spirit gives us that makes us a peculiar person as watching a man of god who is no more or as watching him preach and he uh, i mean in, he was a uh, from kerala and he was saying the arasas were against him the catholic church were against him there was blood going to be shed that day all they wanted was him not to preach but he said i will preach what gave him that boldness and when people caught him and said don't preach in the name of jesus or you will not go go home he said i have said two people at home if i don't come back don't look for me i have nothing to go back to you do what you want but i will not stop that boldness later those very people who they even hired someone to kill this person and they came running and in the name of jesus he said kneel down and this guy who came to kill him is the first one to accept the lord and him as the lord and savior do you understand and that the whole people understood the power of christ and they became christians he says i conducted the rally because the rss wanted me to conduct the rally the bjp wanted me to conduct the rally and the communists wanted me to conduct the rally and they were standing as protection against whom against the church that came to attack him and they said this is our rally don't mess with us this is the boldness we have in christ i'm not saying rss and bjp and no communists are good or even the catholic church no we all we have all fallen short of the glory of god in that situation christ died for us do you do understand yeah so we are nothing without christ yes so i want you to understand one scripture that is in john 12 27 to 33 now i'm reading the whole passage so that you understand the context now my soul is troubled who's saying this jesus yes and now my soul is troubled and what shall i say father save me from this hour but for this purpose yes purpose i came to this hour so this hour is a purpose for his whole life and this hour he'll be what crucified <coughs> you you understand it that way yes so that is a purpose yes to understand father glorify your name then a voice came from heaven saying i have both glorified it is it, it, it italicized yes and will glorify it again or again the here's the subject is what glorify your name yes do you understand so the it is put in there by the translators so that we understand it better yes therefore people who stood by and heard it said it had thundered others said an angel had spoken to him jesus answered and said this voice did not come because of me but for your sake now why was this voice not clear to those people standing by these are the questions you need to ask Do you know why it was not clear? What separates God from us? 
sin who takes away that sin jesus and reconciles us to god our father so that we can clearly hear his voice otherwise we'll think ah it's thundering many of you say you can't hear the holy spirit that is actually insulting god if you're born again my sheep will hear my voice don't fool yourself don't fool me you're not fooling god anyway coming back to this i'm on verse 31 now is the judgment of this world yes what is being judged the world now is a judgment of this world now the ruler of this world will be cast out and i if i am lifted up from the earth will draw all peoples to myself this he said signifying by what death he would die yes that is what it says whether you use the king james version or do you understand in malayalam it will say something like that so this is what it said in my bible also so when i started the ministry i thought okay as long as i preach jesus crucified and risen i will draw all what people but then i realized that is not happening then i looked in the bible again it said people if i lift up christ all people will be drawn something is wrong because the word is not coming true but then i looked at the subject of what jesus is talking about what is he talking about the world is what judge is the people is talicized in your bible yes that means the translators put it there that means you can take it out but i would not advise you to take it out because why would all people come to christ because all the judgment is taken by christ god is no longer angry and therefore he will draw the people so the people is technically not wrong but if you don't understand you're going to do the wrong thing and say this is not working like i did do you understand this is talking about judgment it's not some people actually some pastors say this word people says wrong instead of that there should be judgment will draw all judgment to myself do you understand i'm not going that far i'm saying leave your bible alone but understand this fact yeah because it says this he said signifying what death he would die it makes sense if it's judgment yes because for this very hour his whole life is coming to earth came for what the judgment of what sin so that he reconciles us to our father do you understand draw all peoples because they are not under god's judgment is that clear yes yes go to the next slide so this should show judgment on top of that jesus carrying the cross yes yes this is the reality do you understand now earlier i was talking about manifestation of your prayer in your physical realm yes so bible says if you pray believe and it will happen yes do you understand now here's an example now earlier the tube lights were off because there was no power supply then the power supply came back on 
Then, because that tube light was off, I asked Steve to turn on the tube light. Yes, suppose I had called the electricity board and I told them to turn the tube light on. Will it? What can they do? They've already supplied the electricity and done that. Many of our prayers are like that. When we should be turning the tube light on, instead of that, we call up the electricity board. And we think because they're not, oh, they're not there, or they're... Before I used to tell them, get back on your bicycle. Why? Because the bicycle has dynamo and the dynamo supplies electricity. When there's no electricity, I said, get back on your bicycle. And they said, what? <laughs> anyway, a long time ago, yeah, before I was a pastor, yeah. But do you understand that? Suppose I yell at them to turn the tube light on. Suppose I cry, you know, I was a dog. Please turn the tube light on. What can they do? They say, we have already done everything. But it is up to us to turn that tube light on. The switches, the authority of turning that switch on is ours. God has already done that. Command ye the work of my hands. Is this all relating? Yes? Do you understand? Instead of that, we cry to our Father and some people even say, Oh, it doesn't exist. God doesn't exist. The electricity board doesn't exist because I don't have the tube light working. Oh, I'll call 14 pastors and pray. And one of them comes into the house and turns the tube light. Hi, <gasps> it works. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So Nonsense. It is in your authority. Do you understand? Yes. So, so the power supply here I liken to the light switch which is under your authority. Do you understand? Now, to all who come to Christ, there is unconditional love for those who walk according to the Spirit. That means it doesn't matter what you've done. If you sin, you get yourself right with God, yes? So, you decide whether you're going to be a vessel of honor or a vessel of dishonor. That depends on you and your consecration. Now, all of us have callings in Christ. But if I'm called to do certain things and you're called to do certain things and you are more consecrated to God than I am, guess whom will be used more mightily by the Lord? You. So there is no reason for us to say, Oh, this man of God, that's his calling. No, you have a calling to fulfill that. Stay true to that. Do you understand? Become a vessel of honor. There is a price to pay. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about after that. Count your cost. You have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have chosen once and all that. You can say that, but uh, God is not partial to anyone. Do you understand? If somebody you think is chosen by God or because he's a man of God, no. He, you need to know the price he's paid to get where he is right now. Do you understand? Yes? So, if salvation that is offered by Christ is rejected if the solution that God has offered is ignored then we choose to live according to God's parameters to understand and if we do that then we qualify 
by that rejection to receive what he has to give by that acceptance or re- rejections if you reject him you live according to those who have rejected him and if you accept him you live according to those who have accepted him it's that simple it's not spooky and i will gladly add that he's god is only too happy and willing to give those who comply and ask but you decide is that clear and if we neglect that salvation there is a price to pay for eternity i'm talking about salvation yeah see hebrews 2 and 3 Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3 How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and confirmed to us by those who heard him Is that clear So how can we escape This is talking about salvation yes Now we are all Christians we are all born again but there is a process called sanctification by the holy spirit if sanctification offered by the holy spirit is rejected there is also a price to pay go to hebrews 10:29 of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the son of god under foot yes now you and i will dare not do that yes because who is the son of god jesus we will not trample his blood or him under foot yes we not guilty of that yes but continue reading counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace that is the holy spirit we have to be careful about insulting the spirit of grace because what the lord jesus christ did was reconcile us to god the father and because god the father knew that we would be on earth which is God a god of this age when this age passes that god will be gone yes yeah? but because we are a subset of this to overcome he has given us his spirit which is the holy spirit do you understand and that will help us overcome this world he will help us help us don't fall asleep here yeah? when the word is being preached go to romans 15 15 to 16 nevertheless brethren that means what people in the christ in christ yes brethren i have written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you because of the grace given to me by god that i might be a minister of jesus christ to the gentiles ministering the gospel of god that the offering of the gentiles might be acceptable sanctified by the holy spirit so who does the sanctification the holy spirit so don't neglect the sanctification you have all accepted the salvation don't neglect the sanctification that makes us a work in progress that changes us and conforms us to his image we may not be good with certain things last year but god changes that and makes us better is that clear now for you to understand this the first thing you have to understand is that jesus has taken all judgment who judges us 
the devil or the father? The father in heaven. Yes, he judges us. He, Jesus has taken all judgment on the cross and he said it is finished. And then we need to be sanctified. I told you when you are born again, your old nature is gone. But that old nature leaves behind a dirty fellow. What is that dirty fellow? Your mind. And what what does that have to do? You, what do you have to do with that? Renew your mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, so that you will know the will of God. Is that clear? Yes? So that leads us into who the Holy Spirit is. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Now, look at me. Is there a picture? Yes, saying do not grieve the Holy Spirit? Yes. Now, when did Jesus do his first miracle? You're all Christians, no? In the wedding of Cana, because it says this is the first miracle. Now, how old was he then? 30, yes? So, was he not the son of God when he was 28? Was he not the son of God when he was 5? But did he do a miracle when he was 5? Did he do a miracle when he was 28? But he did a miracle when he was 30. And what is the difference? The difference is that he was, while baptism was taking place, he was filled with what? With the Holy, with whom? With the Holy Spirit, yes. And you and I have the same Holy Spirit because the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in whom? Me. Yeah, and you also, yeah? Do you understand? So if Jesus could do these miracles and he had to have the Holy Spirit with him, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit of God in us to be filled with the Holy Ghost? And if you don't have that and then we go around drying up Whose fault is that? You might know a thousand prayers. But unless you have a relationship with God, empowered by the Spirit of God, what good is that? Am I making sense, yes? Is that clear? That is why you must not grieve the Holy Spirit, because you are sealed with them till the day of redemption. And you can do everything and more. Why? Because of Jesus' work on the cross. I already explained why you can hear the Father clearly. You couldn't hear that if he was in person here, because you were still in sin. If Jesus had not gone and gone to the cross, once he died and rose again and gave us the Holy Spirit, we can clearly hear our Father in heaven. And because of that, we are not unaware of the devil's tactics. Do you understand? The Bible then makes sense because the enemy goes around like a roaring lion. I'm not going to go into that, yes? But he says... Very clearly not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Where does it say that? In Ephesians, we are studying Ephesians because it is our battle manual. Yes? So go to 4.30, Ephesians 4.30. It says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So, there are many ways you can grieve Him. Yes? Now, you need to understand 
the difference between you and the world. The world, by and large, does not have the Holy Spirit. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit. You go to John 16, 8-11. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judge. Yes, many Christians use the scripture on themselves. But this is wrong. Because it says what? He will convict the world. Are you the world? Part of the world? Or are you a subset of the world? Are you born again? You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah? So this doesn't apply to you. This is before salvation. Yes? So then what applies to you? Go to Romans 14, 17. It says, for the kingdom of God. Yes? Are you part of that kingdom? Kingdom of God? Say, yes, I am. You can also say that. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, so it is talking about you. Six-pack Steve. Now we're family pack, yes? For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Talking about family packs, yeah? Kingdom of God, yes, is not eating and drinking, but what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is what you should have. Righteousness, peace, and joy. You will only have that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Because that is righteousness, peace, Enjoy in the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you can go ha 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 ha. All you want and join a thousand million laughing clubs, and all you have is false laughter, false joy, false peace, and false righteousness. And that will lead you straight to hell. To understand, I'm making this as simple as possible. And I'm saying it as slow as possible so that everybody understands this. So the world versus kingdom of God. Where do you belong? Act like it. Now, I'm not going to go into this because of the lack of time. But you look up the word imagination. Except for one time in the Old Testament, the word imagination is used negatively in the Bible. But has not God given us imaginations? So when we sanctify that imagination, that imagination the Bible's Bible calls hope. Same thing. You have hope. Suppose you have a debt, say 100 million crores. Are you smiling? Yeah? Good, because you're a Christian. Yeah? And I call you. Say, aren't you? Why are you so depressed? What? I have a hundred million crores in debt. I said, okay, that's nothing because I have gazillion, billion, gazillion, thousand and one dollar. I'll give you hundred million tomorrow. I'll write a check tomorrow. Don't worry, your debt will be totally paid. And not only that, I'll give you some extra money. What do you, so have I given it to you? No. But I've just told you, but your imagination starts working and it develops a hope in you. 
when you have hope in Christ. Christ is a hope of glory. Christ in me is a hope of glory. Meditate on that, yes? Every time you see hope, this has to do with your imagination. Do you understand? Now, I'm going to use an example by a man of God that... Uh, that he spoke about this because uh, that will save me from reinventing the wheel he started a bible school on the ground that he started the bible school the previous owner he got saved 9 days or 10 days before he died so when he got saved he said I have this much property. There's this acres and acres of land. And I want to give it to the Lord. He said specifically, I want to take it and give it to the Lord for the teaching of the word. And the Lord gave him a vision. And he said, and the Lord told him very clearly and showed him and downloaded the vision that the Lord has for him. he told that vision to somebody i'm not going into who but exactly this will be there that'll be there and this will be there these are the things that the lord told me told me that will be there i may not see it this happened in if i'm right in 1992 at the same time that he died the man of god whom i'm talking about got a heard a voice from god saying now you have to look into the bible school you have to start a bible school at that time this man of god did not have any money but the lord led him to that exact place and many stood there the lord downloaded that plan that the lord had in mind the same vision into this man of god and this man of god threw it on a paper napkin then he went to the architects and said this is what i have in mind the architects got it wrong said no no this is not finally when the architect was able to get what he imagined remember the hope yes into his into the drawing who is exactly what the vision the previous owner had so when i say god has given me a vision i'm not bluffing neither am i saying something intangible it is real that is why sometimes i tell you write this down it will happen do you understand Last week I told you about certain things and I told you to write this down. This week again the Lord told me he's doing something emotionally what has to do with healing. Write it down. It's not intangible. It's a tangible thing. Faith is a substance of things for for. Do you do you understand? Yes. So we are of the kingdom of god we need to be filled with the holy spirit yes but we are talking about the holy spirit being grieved yes is he grieved when we walk in sin don't answer me of course he is is he grieved that we don't walk in victory Now, personally, I that victory has not manifested, but it will manifest. You can write it down. I will be completely healed of the effects of the stroke and the heart attacks, whatever, and the diabetes and whatever the devil worked against me. Write it down. It'll happen. It's not just hope, it's a conviction that I have. But will that make me stop insulin? 
until the day tell the lord tells me i will not stop because stopping insulin is not going to make faith work once i had the faith then stop the insulin faith comes by what hearing and hearing by what the word of god until the lord tells me okay stop now we don't have to take i told you all this before i think two or three years ago why i'm taking medicine when the lord tells me stop i'll stop do you understand in 2013 my all i i think i called most of years to pray and the lord said stop now do you understand and then i stopped insulin do you understand so do we make mistakes of course we do i still think that if i listen to the lord i will not be suffering like the stroke or whatever they call it yeah do you understand yes so is it grieving the holy spirit when we don't walk in victory because i think it is because jesus died on the cross for us yes see just because it is not manifesting in me doesn't mean it's not the truth just because i don't know something doesn't mean i'm not going to preach about what i know to be true god is true he's not a liar and he is one victory on the cross for us and we are reconciled to god our father is that clear yes so we must walk in that victory otherwise we are nullifying that cross is it grieving the holy spirit by us not believing that we are god's righteousness when 2 corinthians 5:21 says that we are god's righteousness but then we walk around like we don't believe that god was bluffing or i don't know what lie you believe in do you understand if you're not God's righteousness how can you even stand in the presence of our heavenly father because if you read in the old testament Israel was not the righteousness of God when God showed up they said to Moses you go we will stand back because we don't want to die do you understand and if you even touch the mountain that the lord showed up you will die but we have in the new covenant a boldness to approach the throne of grace yes now i lend with this is it grieving the holy spirit when we don't have hope really you need to renew your mind in the word of god so that your imagination serves god and not the world yes is it grieving the holy spirit when you don't drive out demons even though we have all authority i have made the mistake of tolerating these demons even a pastor that i believed and trusted in before said i don't do deliverance anymore i'm sorry that is not biblical where and when i see a demon in the church i cast it out in the name of jesus do you understand if the lord tells me to say hold my peace then he said i'm already working because why the word has already been said so do not grieve the holy spirit and i'll end with that because it, there's a lot more as usual yeah but i want you i want to make sure that you understand this principle 
that you have to walk in victory god is not angry with you jesus has been there and done that and paid the price for you and me and we have to change our mentality once we change our mentality once we start renewing our mind we start behaving also like a prince or a princess if we believe that we belong in a big style whatever happens we will gravitate towards that do you understand yes jesus said whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you received it but he follows that up in the same sentence you can look it up it's in the gospel of mark chapter 11 you can go through that yeah says if you have something against someone forgive them so check your life we need god to make a difference in our life we don't want to be superficial with our christianity god is not going to care whether you attend sunday church or monday church or tuesday church or wednesday church you can make another day of the week and attend make that for church but that's not going to make a difference are you walking in the assurance in the solid assurance of the word do you really have hope is your name written in the book of life for sure then walk accordingly if you're not then ensure that first before you start emptying yourself by ministering or doing things to understand i'm very careful when i say this because it's not talking about you being perfected i'm talking about your salvation make sure that you accept personally what jesus has done because you will be responsible not me not your father not your mother not your husband not your wife you will be responsible on that day of judgment for your name to be in the book of life not anybody else when in the plane the oxygen mask falls you have to put the oxygen mask on first why before you put help somebody else because you might think it is more human to help somebody else first but then in that process if you pass out you have two dead people you and that somebody else do you understand so make sure your salvation is right and that you are constantly being sanctified by the lord when you can look back and say yes my life is better today than it was even yesterday because the lord has helped me overcome and the lord will help you overcome he has come to give you fullness of life do you understand and eternal life starts now so change your hearts change your mind change your imagination renew your mind in the word of god read your bible once in a while and if you have questions ask it's not maturity not to ask i already spoke about silence not being golden do you understand if you are if you think you're influenced by a demon or something this if you don't know whether it's the habitual or demonic or demonic causing habit whatever then come and talk to me not that i know but the lord will speak is that clear yes whatever it is walk in the freedom 
and the victory Christ has gained. He says on the cross again, what? It is finished. So walk like he is saying the truth. And of course he is saying the truth, yes? Don't look at me like you are all upset and depressed about something. No. Walk in victory. If anything, I ought to be upset. Because lot of dreams I had, I can't do anymore. But then when I spent time in prayer, when I spent time in prayer, the Lord told me by faith, no, this should be restored. That's why I'm saying, write it down. Write it down. I don't care whether you believe it or not. Write it down. I'm telling you it will happen. This is the faith I have. This is the assurance I have. Do you understand? It's not that I started playing guitar because some miraculous magical thing happened or some enablement happened. No. I started playing by faith. I know it will happen. Do you understand? Earlier, I had a problem even holding timing. My brain has the right timing, but doesn't mean my hand says or responds to what my brain says. It says, hit the tambourine, and it'll hit it, yes, but next week. Do you understand? There's no point in that. But today, the Lord miraculously did that. This has been going on for about a week now. There's been a change that way, yes. But that's not why I played the guitar. Because I wanted to practice five hours a day. But that never happened. Maybe once or twice. Because that's the regiment I have in my mind. Do you understand? Then the Lord told me, it's not by might. It's not by power. but by my holy spirit do you understand no there has to be skill there has to be coordination between my right hand and my left that is my right hand right hand and my left hand yes but the lord will bring that he can write this down do you understand yes that is the faith that you ought to have and how will you get that faith not by listening to me but by listening to the author of your faith who is that jesus christ by the word of god you need to have that solid assurance of the word of god in your life do you understand that he is emmanuel he'll be there with you so in your case let there be fruit in your life whatever stage you are in Jesus has been there and done that and he will continue to set you free miraculously if he has to let's all stand up in his presence if you have not accepted the salvation only through Jesus Christ Maybe you don't know who he is. Maybe you think you do, but don't think that this concerns you. Guard your heart, renew your mind, for under the sun there is nothing new. Proclaim throughout the ages and retold now, so that on judgment day you need not be ashamed for stand surprised in the beginning back when god created everything it was good all creation and man was king god want man about disobedience and the sin that follows but the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil made it solemn this fall led to the flood of noah in eden to the tower of babel where god delegated his care for nations and instead chose israel the devil in 
influence man to more evil, leading to Sodom and Gomorrah. Finally, to understand sin and his standards, God gave us the Torah. To restore all things, God gave his only begotten Son, Jesus the Messiah, on the cross, for I had seen Jesus Christ died, rising again on the third day. He fulfilled all law's obligations and reconciled us to God, our Father. Return he will to judge, to renew, and to hand over the kingdom to God, his Father. In a heartbeat, this is what I preach. In a nutshell, this is what I teach. The song remains the same, that to your ears, this good news must reach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved to understand His love, the peace He alone can give. Our Lord Jesus calls us to know the path that He has paved. As the Holy Spirit guides us to realize what is true, I explain God's grace through the Holy Bible, His plan to make our lives new.